Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. About two weeks ago, in a very strange course of events, it came up on my YouTube feed, a strange video. It was the 2017 Women's World Championship 3,000-meter steeplechase event. Now, just note this is not a sermon about running. I am not a runner. Someone says to me, Father Eric, do you want to go for a run? And I say, why? Is someone chasing us? All right, so that's not the point. A little context. At that time in the year 2017, no American woman had ever won a medal in the 3,000-meter steeplechase event. In fact, only one American had ever medaled in this event, and that was a, a male athlete in the year 1965. And in fact, in the 17 years previous, no person other than Kenyans took first or second place. So basically, for the last 20 or so years of that event, if you weren't from Kenya, you weren't going to win. That was sort of the long and the short of it. Now, I get to the end to get to the point. At the end of that race, two, the two American contestants, through grit and determination, the winner running the fifth fastest time ever run in a women's 3,000-meter steeplechase, American women took first and second place in that event. Now I bring that up because, shockingly, it inspired me, sadly, not to go running, quite frankly, but it inspired me in this sense, what God, I felt, was trying to reveal to me, because I have no idea why that would come up in my YouTube feed at all. Number one, to remind us, Christ has shown the righteous way to the Lord God, and you and I are brought into that righteous way through the power of our baptism. Yes, those world-class athletes very likely received some sort of talent or gift. I'm sure they were talented runners. They had just a gift that allowed them to achieve. And we must be very firmly convicted that when we were baptized into Christ Jesus, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we were given, as it were, the talent. I think that's one of the reasons why we have that happy translation of the given of the one talent and the five and the ten talents. You are given the talent. You belong in the race. Secondly, to understand that we must have the determination always to seek holiness to our absolute best. Those two American contestants, when they started the race, could have said to themselves, we have no business winning this race. No American has ever won this race before. In that particular race, they said, the announcers said it was the greatest assembly of talent in that event of all time. You had the Olympic champion, the defending Olympic champion, the defending world champion, the world record holder, and the person who had run the fastest time that year, who were all different people in that race. You had the 10 fastest steeplechase run, times run of all time in that race. So this is the best ever in this race. And they might have said, we have absolutely no business winning this race. 
Yet through the discipline and effort, along with the talent they were given, they were able to achieve something previously unseen and unheard of. Now if you watch that video and you go to the end of it, there are three things that really stood out to me. Number one, the winner of the race, who apparently was a runner of some repute, she had done very well, just never broken into the medal standings. When she wins the race, and by some distance, the first thing she does is catch her breath, which is shocking. I would have keeled over dead as a stone. All right, she catches her breath and immediately turns around and starts congratulating all of, all of the runners that had come across the line, which is apparently something that she was known to do even when she had not won. That generosity, that largeness of heart. She did not put herself on a pedestal her achievements did that for her. She immediately went to acknowledge others and encourage them to complete their race. Is that not a tremendous icon of Our Lady and the Saints? Christ has laid the track. He has run the race. He's the world record holder, or however you want to create that analogy. But then there are all these legions that go before us, and some have already finished, and they are there to embrace us and to cheer us on and say, do your level best. She, of course, had run the best time she ever had. What was even more amazing was the person who came in second place. If you watch that video, she crosses the finish line and has this face of just total, utter joy and elation. When you see her face with her like smile and laugh and tears, I'm like, that is what my face will look like when I see the glory of heaven. When I see God face to face and say, by God's grace and my own foolish merits, I have something I never thought and that would not be possible on my own efforts, merely. It is this pure joy. And in that race, that particular person ran 16 seconds faster than she had ever run before in her life. Now this is a nine-minute and change race. So 16 seconds better than she had ever run before is a lot. And that was just an inspirational moment. We can achieve. And we should not say, well, no one's ever done this before. Why aren't other people doing it? Why do I have to be the first one to win this race? Why do I have to be the first one to go out and they, no, must not have that cowardice. I myself must never say, well, why should I seek holiness more zealously? You know, why don't some other priest or some bishop, why don't they do No, I have to go out and do the best that I can. When the race is over, what do they do? They go over and get congratulations from their coaches. Because obviously before that race was run, there was immense practice and discipline. I bring that up because that's a little inspiration. You're all going to go to the parish mission so you can get coached up for the race, right? Did you know there are basically like two ways to run correctly and about 500 to run incorrectly? You thought, well, just get and you run. No, not so. There are like more effective ways to run better that when you run, you'll get more efficiency and speed and so on and so forth. And one way to run for sprinters and one way to run for distance runners. And that's where you need your coach. They know you got it, right? So in the Christian life, am I firmed up in the areas I need to? I need a specialist to come in sometime. 
kick me in the pants a little bit and make sure I'm coached up the way I need to go. Obviously, those athletes had to deny themselves many things, places they couldn't go, things they could not indulge in. They had to put their disciplines before their enjoyments to achieve. That is an Ike. St. Paul says it himself. Athletes deny themselves all kinds of things to win an perishable crown. We, to win an imperishable crown. And the joy that that creates. The third thing was the announcers of the race. First off, they're British, so they have those funny accents. It's always pleasant to listen to. But the excitement. Now, obviously, these are track nerds who love this kind of thing, right? But the excitement and the joy. They didn't run the race. They didn't do the thing, but they saw what was done and how much joy and enthusiasm it created. So can you and I. We each have the people who watch us. Our parents, our children, our co-workers, our friends, our family, the person on the street. When we strive and achieve in holiness, we can create an immense enthusiasm in people. And we should not say again, ah, oh, you know, the church in America is in not such good shape. All kinds of weird things come out of the Vatican. It's goofy bishops all over the place. Why is Father Eric talking about running? He couldn't run from here to the end of the church without passing out, right? Now let's, I'm not going to excuse myself, but let's not make any excuses for ourselves and say we can run that race. We have the grace from Jesus to do it. We have Our Lady and all the saints cheering us on, and we might stumble, and we might fall. The thing about the steeplechases, it's not just running around the course, they have to jump over the hurdles. And you would watch those people stumble on occasion. Some of them fall, and what do they do? They get back up and run. And it doesn't matter where you finish. Again, we can't slow down and jog. You slow down and jog, next thing you know, you're sitting down, and next thing you know, they're turning the stadium lights off. And you say, hey, I finished the race yet. Too late. Lights are off. Bummer for you, right? No, we keep running, and we'll get to the line, and what glory there will be, and what joy we can bring to our neighbor by an authentic search for holiness. Being coached up well in our mission, staying faithful to our devotions, the stations, and our fasting and our own personal devotions, getting, our, getting the greatest, again, this is a bad analogy, the greatest Gatorade drink of all time when you make a good Holy Communion and get strengthened back up and run that race following Jesus after a holy life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs>